0: Hi, we're at the Wearable Technology Show. Um, Sue and I are joined with uh, joined by David Morgan from Safe Patient Systems. Um, hi, David. Good morning, David. I used to um, I used to work in the NHS a little bit um, as, a, as a sort of marketing person, helping some of the trusts look at how they can get people to live healthier lives, and you know all this sort of preventative um, campaigning. And um, one of the things I was really struck by when I was in the you know working as a consultant in the NHS is the fear of accountability was huge so people would seem to be very worried about making a decision in case they got blamed for it um, I now have my own company which Dan works for poor old Dan of mine Dan um, and the nice thing about having your own company uh, admittedly we're small there's only 18 of us but we can try things and if they don't work it's nobody's fault we just we just we just have another bash at it you know and, and we progressively go through new things to see what works and what doesn't you can't do that in the NHS because There's going to be a newspaper report around the corner, or you've got, you know, you've got uh, the public who are spending their money on the NHS. And this fear of of accountability and making a mistake um, is a real issue, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I think you've hit it right on the head. It's uh, two things. One, inability to make a decision, also leadership. And that's why we have people waiting for 12, 24 hours in A&E. It's quite interesting. I've been a consultant surgeon in the NHS for 24 years. I started this technology company around about uh, 2005 in response to a patient, actually, because he once came to my clinic. I've been seeing him every week, and he was losing time off work, paying about £5 to park for 30 minutes as is the nature of the NHS at the moment, waiting 30 minutes to see me, and I'd spend probably about two minutes with him. On about the fourth visit, he said, look, this is ridiculous. Can't I send a photo of my condition to you every week? And if you think it's getting worse, call me in. I said, that's a great idea. We did it brilliantly. And it suddenly became an awakening to me because all my patients, and I work in an inner city hospital in Birmingham, have mobile phones and they're all pretty adept, be they from whatever ethnic subgroup or indeed whichever part of the social scale. So we started to look at this in greater further detail and realized that we could make tremendous savings for the NHS by converting and using technology, uh, allowing the NHS to move from a reactive organization into a proactive preemptive organization so that patients would only be seen when they needed to be seen by the transfer of real-time data. Now, this sounds great, and our solution has shown great savings reducing hospital admissions, allowing nurses to work at 300% increase in efficiency. But then it comes down to well, who's going to make a decision to implement this technology? I had a meeting with the CEO of one of the largest trusts in the UK, and he said, This is great technology, telehealth, but it's not really my decision to implement it. And I was thinking,
0: but he's the he's the ceo so so would you not think that if he was really keen on something he could say to somebody i really want you to have a look at this and you know I, i'm very keen on buying it so put me a good case together
1: would you not do that I think if he was the CEO of Tesco the answer would be yes, but the NHS has this lack of leadership and it's easier not to make a decision that you might be criticised as opposed to taking a slight risk and making innovative decisions and I have a saying, why have one committee meeting when you can have 30 and still not reach a decision? People are not paid to make decisions in the NHS and that is fundamentally what's holding back the implementation of technology at scale in the NHS. Simon Stevens wants technologies to be used to improve patient care. Uh, My patients coming to hospital probably want technology to enable them to have better health and care. But it all falls apart at the middle management and lack of leadership at the trust level. And there are islands of exceptions. Surrey is very technologically enabled, part of Liverpool, part of Birmingham. But there is no joined up thinking. Despite the Department of Health Almost saying that technology should be widely rolled out, and this is something that the NHS has to address. Otherwise, we're still going to see this meltdown where my patients are waiting for hours on trolleys to be seen, which is completely unacceptable.
0: It is difficult, though, if you haven't been brought up with technology, uh, you know, and you're not working in a particularly high-tech environment, um, uh, to actually be able to make decisions about technology when when it's it, it could be quite alien to you. So that's actually quite a difficult thing, you know. How do we make People who perhaps are a little bit frightened of technology or not used to technology be more technologically aware and skilled in order to make those decisions. It's quite it's quite hard. I, personally, I don't accept there's a lack of leadership. I think there might be a lack of le- leadership in some places, but I do think people's you know hands are tied in a terrible way often, um, which doesn't help. So so how do we make how do we draw people to understand the impact technology can have, um, and, and so that they can make those decisions?
1: I think part of it, like anything in, in life, is about education. Education of the benefits, but most importantly, if you're dealing with patients and also clinicians, the technology has to be simple to use. And that's where I think mobile technology really leads the field, because it's a simple touch screen and most of the products that are out there especially at the technology show today are very simple to use and for example the average age of use of our technology is 75, the oldest patient we've had is 101 so I don't think age is a barrier to use I think there's a lot of ignorance about how well patients can adopt a technology and I think the pushback actually comes from within the NHS not necessarily from the clinicians even because most clinicians are very keen to Improve the way they work and improve the care to their patients. It's the decision maker of the people that have to sign the checks at the end of the day that is holding back technology.
0: Bing counters.
1: Uh, yeah, I think they're probably called that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on a good day. Yeah. So tell me about Safe Patient Systems. Um, um, what, what sort of give us an example of a couple of the, the products that you're yeah. doing, the things that you're very proud of. Yeah.
1: Um, we we are completely focused on telehealth and um, telemedicine. So Telehealth, we provide a platform solution on a mobile phone called Safe Mobile Care, which is looking after patients at home with long-term conditions such as COP, uh, chronic lung disease or chronic heart disease. It reduces unplanned admissions by around 50 to 70% depending on the condition and actually can reduce GP visits, community nurse visits by up to 50%. So there's a great return on investment. Um, the other product is used in two u k ambulances, across a thousand ambulances to deliver uh, real time vital sign information to the hospital from the scene of the accident that we deliver around about thirty thousand electronic patient records into the designated hospitals um, a week and uh, it's shown great improvement in efficiency but probably the, the the proudest project we're involved in is actually in Benin and we believe it's every right of everyone to have first-class healthcare and that is sometimes difficult in Africa where you don't have the doctors that we have over here. We're working with a charity called International SOS Children's Clinic which is a UN NGO and what we're doing there is delivering telemedicine into the remote rural healthcare to children and pregnant women and there we've reduced Uh, transfers to hospitals which in some cases mean walking for several days by 359 uh, cases a month which is pretty transformational but far more more important it means that patients can have access to first-class healthcare in remote environments and that's what digital healthcare technology should be delivering.
0: And then just a final thing, and this isn't just about health products, it's about other sorts of technologies. It's quite a hard sell, isn't it? When when you say to somebody, we're doing this amazing stuff over here and it's gonna cost you this much. And that happens a lot in technology, all sorts of technological products but that's nothing to do with it actually. The real value of this is it's going to save you this, that and the other over here. Um, but actually that bit doesn't seem to get taken into account. You know, how do you advise anybody in technology to prove that not only are you buying something but actually on the other hand you're saving all this money as well? You know, how do you package that up as a, as a selling you know, mission if you like?
1: I think you can only do that just like anyone else when you're buying a product is showing them the evidence and the evidence needs to come from the third party. I mean, we're pretty fortunate that we have some pretty, well, very good case studies provided by the NHS partners that we've been working with. And you're absolutely right, uh, we're talking in the the conference today that most NHS organisations make decisions on saving money initially and then thinking about the improvement in patient care which obviously is probably the wrong way around and I think we'd all agree to that. But you have to be able to deliver a return on investment within three to six months but even then it's quite difficult to, to get people to understand the benefit of technology. Um, but I think Roy Lilly, who's quite an interesting health commentator, once said it, you know, it, it's such obvious that telehealth has a role to play in delivery of transformational health care. And in fact, we believe it's the paradigm shift in healthcare that will deliver much more improvement in patient health care and deliver the savings that the NHS needs to make over the next few years.
0: Well, um, David Morgan, thank you very much. And and a top tip there, really. If you've got a product, um, focus on return on investment and value, not just my product's going to cost X. And and, and that's how you sell into into big organizations. Um, David Morgan, Safe Patient Systems, thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much for your time.